Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. This week's Torah portion is Vayeshev, Genesis 37, 1 through 40, verse 23. And here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, Joseph the dreamer. It was obvious that Joseph was Jacob's favorite child. It didn't help matters, however, when God gave Joseph dreams and he decided to tell his family about them. Try telling your family you had a dream that they all bowed down to you and see how that goes over. Anyway, Joseph and his dreams created tension between him and his brothers. One day his brothers couldn't take it anymore, so they decided to kill him. A little harsh, I know, but... That's the way it was. Judah, however, stepped in and talked his brothers into selling Joseph into slavery rather than killing him. So they concocted a ruse using Joseph's coat and the blood of a goat to let their father Jacob believe Joseph had been killed, thus protecting themselves from their father's wrath. Number two, Jacob and Tamar. In one of the oddest stories of the Bible, Jacob marries a Canaanite woman and has three sons by her, Ur, Onan, and Shelah. Ur marries a woman by the name of Tamar, but he doesn't have any children because he was, quote, wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord put him to death. This is Genesis 38, 7. His brother Onan enters into a leveret marriage, but only wants to enjoy the pleasures of intimacy and not bear children for his brother. Therefore, he suffered the same fate as his brother, as we read, and what he did was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and he put him to death also. Genesis 38.10. Shelah was too young to marry, so Judah holds him back, secretly afraid that Tamar is some kind of black widow feeding on his children. Judah's wife ends up dying, and sometime later, when he visits his friend Hira the Adulamite, he hires what he believes to be a prostitute, but turns out it's his daughter-in-law, Tamar, who was still trying to bear offspring for her deceased husband. A scandal ensues, and Jacob finally admits that he is the father of the child, declaring that Tamar was within her legal rights to have done as she did. Tamar eventually gives birth to twins, Perez and Zerah. Number three, Joseph in Egypt. After his brothers sell him, Joseph is taken to Egypt, where he ends up being a slave in the house of one of Pharaoh's officials by the name of Potiphar. Potiphar's wife attempts to seduce Joseph, and when he rebuffs her advances, she plays the victim and gets Joseph thrown into prison. While in prison, he meets Pharaoh's baker and cupbearer, who had been thrown in prison as well. One night, they both had a dream. They tell Joseph their dreams, and God gives him the ability to interpret them. Pharaoh has the baker executed and restores the cupbearer to his position, just like he interpreted in their dreams. Before the cupbearer is released from prison, Joseph asks that he would beseech Pharaoh on his behalf for his release. But alas, the cupbearer forgot. This week's Torah commentary is called The Grand Illusion and comes from a book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. Everyone enjoys a good magician. They appear to do what seems completely impossible. Although they can entertain people for hours on end, the craft of a magician is based on illusion and misdirection. They draw our attention to one thing in order to distract us from another. If they want us to watch what one hand is doing, then the other hand is doing the real magic. If they point at an object, it's generally misdirection. But we don't mind this. In fact, we pay money to be misguided and have our point of view misled. 
The scriptures are continually focused on altering our perspective of reality as well. We can choose to view things from the perspective of God or from the perspective of the adversary. What we see all depends on what we are focused on. Are we focused on the good or the bad? the blessings, or the difficulties. This week's Parsha, this week's Torah portion, is filled with many instances that can be interpreted differently based on one's perspective of the situation. For example, Joseph's entire ordeal, being betrayed by his brothers, getting sold into slavery, being thrown into prison for a crime he didn't commit, etc., would have been horrible to most people and would certainly be cause for distress and complaining. But Joseph kept the proper perspective and saw everything as God's plan being fulfilled in his life. Although this truth of choosing to view things through spiritual eyes rather than fleshly eyes is found throughout the Torah, we usually see only hints of it. For instance, when Joseph was sold to the Ishmaelites, the Torah records that they were, quote, bearing gum, balm, and myrrh. This is Genesis 37:25. Well, why do we need to know what merchandise they were carrying? Don't we just need to know what an awful situation it was for Joseph? But we're told these little details for a purpose. The Midrash relates, Normally these traders would have been carrying foul-smelling merchandise like animal skins and tar. Therefore, the Torah wants us to know that God always cares for His own, even in the worst of circumstances. There is always a silver lining to the clouds above us if we will but look diligently enough. Joseph was not only attentive, but also entirely focused on these minor details in his life. We see the opposite perspective when Jacob was shown the blood on Joseph's garment and assumed the worse. At that moment, Jacob filtered his reality through his past experiences of pain and suffering, including the loss of Joseph's own mother. His perspective was that of hopelessness. He could do nothing other than mourn deeply. Again, in this week's Torah reading, Judah perceived his daughter-in-law Tamar as a black widow, then a harlot, then an adulteress. But his perspective eventually changed, and he realized that she was not the enemy, but was acting even more righteously than he had done himself. It seems, however, that Joseph was more perceptive than his entire family. Joseph could have very well felt that the Lord had abandoned him, as most would. But he saw the good in every situation. How did he do this? A famous two-dimensional illustration called Reuben's Vase illustrates this point. At first glance, it simply looks like the silhouette of a vase. But if one looks at the space around the vase rather than the vase itself, an image of two profiles facing one another appears on either side of the vase. The picture doesn't need to change in order for a person to see the vases. Only our perspective does. Joseph chose to look beyond the surface and see God's other hand at work in the background. The Torah affirms the Lord's involvement in Joseph's life on several occasions, saying, The Lord was with Joseph. This example is Genesis 39.2. Joseph recognized this and maintained his joy in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. He could have easily given up if he didn't keep his eye on what God was doing in the background. This is the grand illusion of life. Blessings and curses are contained in the same events. It all depends on how we perceive them. Was it God or was it Satan who did that? It all depends on whose perspective we are seeing it from. 
Do you usually see the devil at work when faced with difficulty? Or do you see God orchestrating his purposes to make you stronger and more reliant upon him in the challenges of life? We can choose to see the illusion, or we can choose to see the truth. The choice is ours. Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah Podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.